On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, the Bears got whooped by the Packers, but receive an invitation to the postseason in the locker room after the game? Does that count as a club dub? We'll discuss and try to figure it all out on episode 33 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for your favorite Chicago sports talk. I am Joey Gellman, and I'm on Twitter at Joey Gellman. The man on the other side of the Skype is Dan Collins. You can follow him on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. The show, Believe in Chicago Sports, is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Well, the Bears got their ass kicked at Soldier Field and find themselves in the playoffs. How the hell does that happen? Dan and I are here to break it all down for you. And, you know, starting out, I'm sitting here, and I'm, I, I'm excited the Bears are in the playoffs. Like, I, I, I'm going to be that guy that it, they, they never get there. You get a you chance. Get to watch another game. Right. You get a chance to be in the dance. You, anything can happen. I love that. But what an odd feeling to sit on the couch and keep seeing the Packers score, 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 and score, and kick your ass, and then look and go... Oh, Kyler Murray's out. Oh, Cardinals lost. And then it's like, you're in the playoffs, but you didn't win to get in. And I said it. I'm like, I feel like, I mean, I don't watch that much European soccer, but I said, I, I, I feel like an EPL fan that was like waiting that last week of the year to clinch the top of the, the top of the league, only relying on other teams to win or lose. It was such like a, a weird Or to not feeling. be relegated. Or for that to, too. Yeah, to, to, to below ground, to, to a league below and it's all about somebody it was, else right. going to lose or not. Yeah. So it was just such I mean I'm excited but it was just such an unsatisfying Sunday afternoon because of how they played and they get another shot. Kudos to them, but it's just it it was a very weird situation of we're in. We got killed. We're, we're in. <laughs> you know what? I was I was pretty excited before the game started to watch the game cuz I'm like this could be pretty fun. There's the little bit of smack talk leading up into things by the players, and which, by the way, if there's one thing I've learned in my just so long time watching sports, none of that stuff really matters too much. Like week in and week out, you should be ready to play the damn game and kick the opponent's ass anyways. And how much that fuels the fire? It's all coming down to talent at the end of the way, anyways. You're, you're, you're gonna, you should be showing up week by week, regardless, and ready to play. Especially if you're talking about an NFC North rivalry game like this is. But regardless, it's still added to the suspense. And I was like, you know what? This could be, could be really interesting here if the Bears, regardless of what that Cardinals game does, if Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky lead the Bears on Soldier at Soldier Field past the Packers to stamp their ticket to the postseason. Even if it didn't happen, I wanted to see how close the game would be. And you know what? It was entertaining enough for the majority of the first half, even though once Rodgers goes touchdown for touchdown for touchdown. I mean, what was it? He goes to the half 10 for 10 with three touchdowns. Three touchdowns on 10 for 10. (laughs) Just unbelievable. And I know we 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 kind of joked about it a, a little while ago before the show, but you could really tell that he was down an All Pro left tackle t- today, wouldn't you? We finally get the sack by Khalil, by Khalil Mack, but other than that, he just looks so comfortable the majority of the game. Even after the Bears score, you could he just comes right out there, puts the helmet on. You could almost just feel the confidence right through the TV screen when Aaron Rodgers takes the field, and I was like, up. Oh, here we go. Same song. And 
I wish I could be more mad about a lot of the goofy things I saw during the game, which I'm sure we'll definitely discuss. For example, the fourth and one play where Matt Nagy decides to not do the sneak, but he decides to do the roll on and pass. Or when Chuck Pagano decides that he wants Trevathan to fake a blitz and then drop back into coverage and get absolutely burned. But how much do those really mean when you lose 35 to 16? You know, I, I wish we could really nitpick those decisions, which now that they have a playoff game, if they do the same same type of stuff in the postseason, we could probably nitpick, uh, and I'm sure we will. But the Packers are just, for the most part, so in control. So in control. And once again, the theme with this offense that I'm so frustrated with, and maybe this is me just you know picking here's here or whatever the saying is, but let's think about this, Joey. The opening touchdown, it's because the Bears get pretty lucky and heads up by, by Patterson to decide to step out of bounds, then touch the ball and get the ball to the 40. So the Bears open things up, but they were given great field position due to that heads up slash lucky play. And then you have the punt that, that resulted in, in, in the fumble. Bears punted away. Fumble. There you go. You get the ball in Packers territory. You score again. So the first couple times they score – it's courtesy of something like that, and I'm just tired of it. I'm, I'm tired of needing a big play on special teams, whether it be on our end or the other team fumbling the ball, which was the case the second time the Bears scored. I'm tired of us of the, the Bears needing something like that instead of we're just going to drive 80 or 75 yards and get it done over and over again. Because call me crazy, but it seems like that's what you constantly need from this offense if they're going to produce points. Well, that's what it was in 2018. I mean, I think that was the biggest difference we've talked about. Is it was relying on the defense to set you up to be a good offense, and that never happened this year. And it's why they they couldn't take control of a game. And, and I agree with you. I, I I don't know really what you can sit here and do to to nitpick every little thing because the reality is like they lost, and and but it doesn't matter because they're in the playoffs. But I think you know the the big takeaway is you are still light years behind the Packers in terms of that talent gap. And that's something they prided themselves on and really wanted to close over the last, hell, the last decade that's been their, that's been their preaching MO. And when you sit here now, and since 2008, the Packers are now 21-5 and five against you. 21-5. and five. Like, remember when Lovey took over and they really kept close with the Packers and prided themselves on beating them. And I know, like, it's it's rivalries and that if they're, they're not important if you're winning Super Bowls. I, I know, but the problem is to get to the playoffs or to get to a Super Bowl, you have to get past the Packers. And to still have that record over the last 12 years is astonishing and, frankly, embarrassing. And that says everything of what you kind of saw today to where, okay, the Packers were able to scheme against you and know that I've never seen before of every time they made a big play, it was a wide receiver on one of the Bears linebackers. And I know Roquan went out early, Roquan Smith, but like those little things of how they got that to work where every big play, it was DeAndre Trevathan trailing. It was James Woods trailing. Not a cornerback or a safety. And then they, they just sliced and diced and took advantage. And it was really just kind of a, a clinic. And, and I don't know. It, I, going into the playoffs, it, you almost look at it like, we kind of know what this offense is. I have more questions now about what this defense is supposed to show you. But that's just me today. I don't know. 
But it sounds like, and, and I agree with you, you're a little concerned more schematically than you are talent regression or anything along those lines, correct? Well, for this act for this particular of the, game, yeah, for this particular game, yes. From from a ten years of watching and misery, <laughs> it's a talent issue. Sure, as a team, but just strictly defense, like defense, Dave. Because once again, I'll agree with you schematically. A couple head scratchers out there, and I wish we could just break it down a little more and say, "Oh, maybe that's the reason we lost," or "Now it's fire Pagano time because we're eight and eight, and the Cardinals won, and we're out of the playoffs." But the weird thing is, and it's funny how we're talking about it now. The narrative we can only take it so far up to this point because they get the the ticket stamped to the postseason. So you have an eight and eight team who just barely just crosses the finish line on their hands and knees and gets there and, and gets to the postseason. But I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people out there now are probably considering or thinking that this team will do no coaching changes, no GM change, potentially no quarterback change. It's weird because you can't push that hand anymore. They did it. They did it right. After that big losing streak, they found a way to somehow sneak in, even though they do it in week 17 of the season. And they, it's not like they they won to do it, this team. But the narrative now can only go so far in terms of what are we going to do? I think I, – I hope this isn't the case. What I would not want to see happen is you go into the wild card round of the playoffs – get bounced and then that's it it's just well we all bring it we all run it back next year boys but a little better and there's no major changes made in the coaching staff front office or on the field particularly the quarterback position so i hope that's not (laughs) that's basically the big picture thing here with this game right is wow we really still suck especially against the packers and we get to the playoffs now it was funny I feel like if you asked any Bears fan before they watched that game, hey, will you be happy just to see this team make it at this point? Like, why not, right? I think the majority of them would have said yes. But due to the Bears' performance, especially at the end of that game, your your mindset kind of maybe changes a little bit because it's like, well, uh, I guess I wasn't expecting us to lose that bad. But then again, more to your point in terms of just the – insane and just sad record the the Packers have had against the Bears the past decade plus what else did you really expect <laughs> it and it's funny I feel like Bears fans always try to convince themselves oh maybe this game and the, maybe it's this one against the Packers that either we get lucky or schematically we figure things out or oh the team's playing for more so now we'll get up more against it. there's always something there's always a reason why maybe this is the game we beat the Packers, and the majority of the, the overwhelming majority of the time, fans are just wrong. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just we simply want to believe, oh, fine, now's our time. But it just never is. And I think one more kind of disappointing point to that is it's not like the era when Belichick and Brady were just like whooping the hell like out of the Jets or something like that in their division who – for a certain amount of time, we're just like such an inferior team to that legendary squad over in New England all those years. The Bears, especially in recent history, have been a lot better than that. Like they should be competing. At least the expectation is we should be competing and beating the Packers at least once, at least splitting the series with them in the regular season. But it feels more like a like a Patriots Jets, Patriots Dolphins 
type of matchup over all those years when the Patriots are just an overwhelming favorite because they were that damn good and the other teams were that inferior to them. But the fact is we shouldn't be. It shouldn't be feeling like that. Like the records are similar. I, I bet if you probably haven't looked into them to be honest, but if you put them side by side, like, you know what the Patriots did to the jets all those years or the dolphins and what the Packers have been doing to us. And they shouldn't be because at least if you look on paper and what we've been told all these years, the talent gap wasn't that separated, right? Or as separated. But clearly it is. I mean, we, I know we want to, I know, we, I know we want to believe that, right? We always want to say, Oh, the bears aren't the jets. They're not the dolphins, but what have they done the last 10 years? I mean, they, they, they've made five playoff appearances under Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips has been president for, what, 25 years? Are you including this this uh, playoff sneak in as well? Okay, so six. That? This will be six. Okay, I was just wondering. Uh, yeah, because I was say, and one of them is, is, is yeah, this one's six, and you're because you're sneaking in at eight and eight in a weird, right. crappy year in the NFL. So, the, yeah. I mean, th- th- that's why I think it's so frustrating is because the, the Packers are just that much better where you can see, all right, like, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. They've already been to four conference championships under Aaron Rodgers. And and it's just that far apart. So I, I love the fandom in us to, to want to believe. Because I, I do it. I, I, I would never associate the Bears with a basement team because I love them. But you look at the facts and you go, the talent cap, if anything, got wider over the last 10 years than closer. And so when you sit here and the Bears make the playoffs, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm going to root hard for them on, you know, next weekend. But the reality is, you know, ha- have they gotten any closer to competing for a Super Bowl? Whether it's by either making the playoffs this year or over the last five years? Like, they, they clearly haven't. And so that's the big question you have to ask, no matter how far you go in this playoffs, is... Is next year's team Super Bowl ready? And I could argue today, yesterday, four weeks ago, and say no. And that's got to be the mentality you take of, yes, you were good enough to make it in a weird, funky year as, as an extra playoff teams were allowed. But it's not clearly good enough to actually compete against the top-tier teams, as you saw today with the Packers drubbing of the Bears at home. And to be fair, like I said, we— expectation-wise, for sure, the past couple of seasons was that we were closing that gap between the Bears and the Packers. Right, but expectations Bears- are different than reality. 100%. But to be fair, this is a Packers team that, yes, whooped the Bears twice this season, but a lot of experts would consider, I mean, hey, they, they clinched the first round by, you might see them in the Super Bowl this year. Not saying you will, but I mean, they are a really damn good team, especially this season. So it's not like you know, we're, we're saying that the Packers are on the same place as like, you know, say like the Bucks this year or something like they're a really damn good team. They they clinched the first round by deservedly so. But still, <laughs> like, yes, we, we're, we're miles and miles away of a potential Super Bowl of. Super Bowl appearance by, you know, a team that's going to make a Super Bowl appearance this year. Who knows if they will? You know, a lot of things can happen in the playoffs, but they clinched the first round by. They're, they're the favorites out of the NFC on paper. So, I mean, you look at it that way, and but still, it's just, uh, and then, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess I also just expected more out of the offense today. I, I really did. I, I feel like there's more they could have done. David Montgomery, I'm glad that they still, they, they were pounding the ball to him, but he gets under 70 yards somehow, and they kept going to him. They, they didn't go away from the run. Mooney, 
fantastic game. I'll, I'll, I'm glad to uh, happy to see what he'll do in at least one postseason game. He's Alan healthy. Robinson, that was a head scratcher. Yeah, doesn't get his first target until the 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 winding moments of the second half or the first half, if you even call what that was a target <laughs> when it was almost intercepted in the in the in the end zone. But Packers, like you said, must have done a really good job, you know, schematically against A. Rob there because for the majority of the game he was nowhere to be found. And usually it's where does Mitch go? Where does Mitch go? He goes to A. Rob. He goes to A. Rob. Which Maybe that's a positive note is that it wasn't just that one guy because huh, maybe the Packers thought themselves like, hey, if we really do a good job of taking down Allen Robinson, where the heck is this guy going to go? Kudos to Mitch for finding Mooney, for finding Komet multiple times, for finding you know Montgomery as a check down, and kudos to the Bears for sticking with the run. All kudos there. Hat tips for sure. But at the end of the day, where did it get you? Just another ass whooping by the Packers. And when – they knew Trubisky had to throw the ball very late in the game, and it was to the point where the Bears were definitely had the backs against the wall, and they were going to need some major heroics. They were going to need to go down score, get an onside kick even if that happens. What does Mitch Trubisky do? He throws an interception. Ugh. <laughs> Just he could have had two more, yeah. Well, you know what's messed up is Aaron Rodgers, who never throws interceptions. What did he throw one? I think it was last week or the week prior to that. I want to say maybe last week he threw an interception, which was like the first time in a million throws that he's done that. And he almost threw a couple picks today. One of them for sure should have been a pick. And if you're if you're trying to defeat this Packers team, I know it's one of the first things I said in the beginning was that I hate that it always has to be special teams coming up big or defense coming up big to put you in good field position to then finally score a touchdown or even just a field goal to get points on the board. But if you want to beat Aaron Rodgers, you can't drop multiple should have been interceptions. But like I said, probably neither here nor there in the grand scheme of things because no matter what, and this is what sucks, and this is why you're always not the opposite of confident when the Bears face the Packers because even say they come up with an interception, one of those interceptions, what do they do? Go down and maybe score? Guess what Aaron Rodgers is going to do? Go down there and just post up a touchdown on you. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he he's incredible. That's why I sit here and I go, I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. I just hate the team he plays for with a passion unlike any other because he's electric. He's the MVP this year. He's Absolutely. He's now. Yeah, he absolutely does he get, is. Does he get your vote? <laughs> he would. I'd have to do it in different colors of green and gold, but he'd get my vote. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, you know, the main picture here now is, is where we sit because we could talk about the game all day long, even though Bears just got their ass kicked. Well, one, so question about the, one question about the game is that the, oh, sure. the Twitter, Twitter sphere was arguing that Matt Nagy had resumed play calling today. Do you think that happened based on what you – what you saw? Because I, I, I don't know. Because people are kind of wary they, about it. The way they stuck to the run, I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, I like if, it ain't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Sticking with the fourth and very short, fourth and inches, fourth and one QB sneaks. Um, is that kind of up Matt Nagy's sleeve? I, I feel like we've seen that before. Um, it did feel very Nagy-esque when when they got to the final fourth and one, he decided Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to sneak or they weren't going to run. They're going to kind of do some 
fancy sideline rollout pass to Allen Robinson. I believe it was. It was Allen Robinson, the the target there, right? Yeah, um, I guess there were definitely moments where it looked like it could have been Nagy, the one calling the shots. But at the end of the day, really, whether he was or wasn't, I mean, he probably has still to this day and weeks prior such a big voice in terms of the game plan and the design and the scheme anyways, right, that it would be incredibly hard to tell if you had to pick a week to where you had to guess if maybe he's back in there calling all the plays. So I don't know. Um, once again, would that be a reason why they did, why they ended up losing? Probably not <laughs> because I guess I don't think it really mattered who was calling the plays today. But, um, I mean, I guess just to answer the question, I, I think probably a little hard to tell, but there was surely a moment a moment or two there where you go, ooh, that's definitely a Met Nagy offense. Whether he called that play or not, that's a Met Nagy style call right there. So I, I don't know. How, how did you feel about that? I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I hadn't really thought about it, but just the way it kind of unfolded and a little bit more of uh, – the, the way they schemed things and the way it all kind of looked was just, I don't know, a little difficult. Like, I, I, I wonder, like, that fourth down play you mentioned, like, that was, like, the epitome of what it would look like in week four of where there's a rollout on fourth and one. He only really had one option because Jimmy Graham didn't bother to kind of be in the play. So it was only to Allen Robinson, and everything broke down, and you could just see the panic in 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 how Mitch was assessing the field couldn't be and that's why we won't go so far in the playoffs right if we even get past a game but it was that combo if you go okay you've been scheming stuff for his confidence this clearly was broken and he couldn't thrive in the broken play like that's Aaron Rodgers epitome is thriving in the broken play and Mitch doesn't have that it factor we know that it just was that coupled with that play goes like oh god we're back to we're back to square one but I'll, I'll I'll survive. Couldn't go a whole show without criticizing Mitch. Look at us. Look at us. Well, I mean, it's the truth. Not only Aaron Rodgers, but you look at just the best in the business to do it. Mahomes or don't even have to be Mahomes. You could just be you know, any just good quarterback out there who that's when a lot of them earn their paycheck is when the play doesn't go as planned. And yes, you have to improvise and you have to do something better. And Mitch has shown from time to time he can improvise. Usually it's going to be, well, if it's successful, yeah, it's going to probably be with his legs and him rolling out or some sorts like that. But yes, still many a times we also get deers in that deer in the headlight, Mitch, which is very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean, here we are. It, it's <laughs> you wish they at least finished that game strong or didn't let it get as out of hand as it did toward the very end, because at least then you could go into the playoffs with a little bit more. In ya. I don't know. I was going to say spirit, but that's no, you want, you, you, you want to feel better about it. You feel like garbage after like watching. You deserved it. Right. I want to feel like you deserved it. You, after that game, you, you definitely don't think in your head like, oh, wow, the Bears absolutely deserve uh, to, be, to be in the playoffs here. But at the end of the day, Joey, once again, that's where it takes us. That's where they're at, whether you like it or not. Kind of comical. <laughs> I think it's very comical. Metnegi. Still no losing season under his belt. Multiple times in the playoffs now. The way things look, it will most likely be multiple first round bounces, which that's a negative mark on on the you know on, on the resume. Let, let's let's not sugarcoat that there. If indeed they do get bounced first round, what is it looking like? The Saints, you know, as we're recording things here, and you know, Saints can be down some really really big key players, but. I mean, heck, you, let's be real. You, you could definitely throw Taysom Hill out there, and I think you'll probably do just fine against the Bears. It's just it's just that 
that type of season for this team. But that's where we're at. And do you think, Joey, at the end of the day, and I'm sure just within a week or so's time, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out, maybe maybe a couple weeks down the road, but is this going to end up being a good thing, this 8-8 eight and eight finish that ends up getting this team into the playoffs? Boy, that's a good question. Because we're here now, and it's only been like this theoretical thing. Like it's only been like, okay, th- this is a possibility. Like maybe if we get to this point, then yeah, we definitely discuss it. But we're there now. We're in. Yeah, the postseason. I, so. I I think ultimately it is a good thing because I think anytime. Well, here because anytime you get a core, a significant core of your players to have playoff experience, I think that's important. Now, if Roquan Smith and Darnell Mooney are out next week, then it doesn't really matter. But yeah. I think that's important, but I think it also kind of gets you a clearer picture to see really where you are stacking up against the best teams in your conference. Because you had such an up-and-down season of three different acts, and it was all all discombobulated to where now you sit here and go, okay, you were average. You're just above average. You... You're very okay. You're very okay, <laughs> but you made the playoffs. Here's your test. You just got... You're ass kicking the last week of the season by arguably the Super Bowl contending team. Now you go out and face the Saints, and you go, show me what you got. And it's almost a clearer picture to the ownership and the management of go, we made it, but we're not even close to good enough to get past the next round, and that could maybe hopefully inspire maybe even more change. But isn't that what you technically had this week? I mean, yes, of course the way things the things happen to unfold – Okay, thanks, Cardinals, for and it, it kind of saw you know Kyler Murray doesn't play for was it like over half of that game due to an injury, so that sucks. But you know, so I don't want to make it sound like oh, thanks, Cardinals, for like doing us this favor and not showing up. But it's like because of that wonky game there between the Rams and the Cardinals and the Rams coming out victorious. Yes, because of that result, we the Bears happened to get in, but technically that they should have taken care of business. Like this was that. That's right. This was their playoff game, right? Yes. If everything's if everyone's healthy in the Rams Cardinals game, this was their playoff game. They lose, they're out. I mean, think about it. If if the Cardinals just go on ahead and win, and the Bears miss the playoffs, it's probably a totally different situation, right? But the record's the same. The outcome of today's tonight's game is the same. Nothing else changes. Just it's just a matter of what the Cardinals didn't do. And now that annoyingly enough, which is why I posed the question, changed the narrative where, well, they, they got it done. But did you really? Because a, just one different result of today's slate of games changes it completely because then it puts it right back on the beers and even more because you could have, albeit against a very, very good Packers team who just clinched themselves once again a first-round bye, this was your chance. This was your opportunity, and you missed it. But thanks to the Cardinals losing – I guess more to your point is you get that opportunity even again, right? And that can never be a bad thing, right, if if you get to showcase it again. Now, if it's an absolute embarrassment, then you could say, wow, look at how we ended the last two weeks. An absolute embarrassment against the Packers when we were in control of our own destiny and we fumbled the ball, no pun intended, and then we still sneak into the playoffs courtesy of other situations in the NFL and how other things unfolded, and now we get wiped again. But – We'll go to see. Are, are are you expecting much for this for this postseason run here now for the Bears? Because they're in it, baby. They've made it. They are in it. But no, I'm not expecting much. I think we're just kind of going to see the same story as we kind of saw today. Of it's just they're light years away. And I hope, 
I hope everyone kind of realizes that if they, yes, they made the playoffs, but this team isn't growing anymore. They're on the, they're on the downward trajectory. They just happen to make it again. And like you said, a Cardinals win changes the whole conversation. And now you have two back-to-back years of being eight and eight. That's not growth from 12 and four at all. So I, I, it, it begs a lot of questions, but I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank because I told you last week this is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get their ass kicked and then <laughs> yep. back their way into this playoffs and mess everything up for anyone who has a logical brain. So it'll be fun. I'm excited, yeah. but confused. And in future shows down the road, we could definitely discuss how much you know the this definitely messes up. The plans, you know, the the macro picture plans of who's going to be sticking around to call the shots on the sideline, who's going to be calling the shots in terms of what the personnel is on the field from the front office standpoint and the football operations standpoint. Kudos! We'll shock the heck out of us if they go on ahead and win even a playoff game. If, if they somehow decide they're going to be victorious next week, that will just be... They win next change. week... <laughs> they go to the divisional round. Trubisky, they win. Trubisky gets hurt. Nick Foles plays in the conference championship and Super Bowl, and you win. Right? That's how it works. Possibility. It's, a, <laughs> it's been done before. Is, is there some kind of parlay scenario there where we, you, you could put you could lay that down? Because will create it for you. Why not? Um, yeah. But there you have it. I know it's it's been a. If there's anything we could definitely say about this Bears season, just strictly talking Chicago Bears football, it has been a weird weird regular season and that wraps it up here in week 17 at eight and eight 500 again back-to-back years sneaking in ever so slightly into the postseason from week one on it has just been weird who's the quarterback who are we quitting on who's the coach next year we have to be quitting on this guy oh my goodness what are they doing what are they doing they're actually winning again and again and again And they're going to sneak into the playoffs, aren't they? Yes, they are. But then they finally face an opponent like the Packers, get their ass kicked right before they go to set postseason. And we'll see what happens. We'll definitely discuss it middle of the week, won't we, Joe? Yes, we will. I cannot wait. It's, uh, I don't know, as chaotic as it is, first year doing the show, we get a Bears playoff team. You can't complain if you're talking about it, right? What's wrong with us? You're right. Or what's wrong with me? What perspective there? Uh, hey, my, the cat in the background agrees. She just meowed, yeah, too. So There you go. I can't edit you it out. What? It was too close to our talking, so I got to acknowledge she's here. No, that's true. <laughs> you know what? You know, we're 30-plus we're episodes in, this being episode 33, and you're right. We, we get to talk more Bears stuff, more Bears football in playoffs. Yeah, we, we get a, we get a postseason right here to, to discuss. So, oh, heck, I'll go on ahead and be happy. Thanks, Joe. That That's some good perspective there. For my pal Joey Gelman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman, myself on Twitter at Tweet Dan Collins, and the show Believe in Chicago. Until the middle of the week when we can discuss a little more Chicago sports and beers postseason football, we'll catch you next time here on the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.